0: to The Journey podcast. The Journey is a college and young adult ministry of South Crest Baptist Church. We hope this podcast helps you find your greatest pleasure and purpose in Jesus. All right, hey, super glad y'all are here. If you have your Bible, go ahead and turn to Proverbs. I'll tell you where we're going to be in a second exactly, but I don't want to tell you yet because I don't want you uh, cheating on this first question. So go ahead and turn to Proverbs. We'll be in the earlier books, so you—or uh, excuse me, earlier chapters—so you can kind of head that direction. But let me ask you a question: What, what is one of the men? It's like a, a lot of answers here. I'm looking for something specific, but what do you think is the most powerful thing in the world, Jesus. besides? Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, catfish. <laughs> Jesus, yes, yes. Like from a human perspective, that we can have control of, you could say. Uh-huh. Okay, money is very powerful. Yes. Who said words? Deb Deb cheated. <laughs> Get over Deb real quick, y'all. <laughs> I'm gonna change my sermon to be about honesty and lying. <laughs> um, yeah, words. I feel like I said words. <laughs> words are perhaps the most powerful thing in the world. Not because of just like their inherent worth as individual words, but Words make up sentences. Sentences can make up thoughts. Really make up ideas. And ideas can change the world, right? So you can use your words to put an idea in someone's head for for harm or for help, right? Words are incredibly powerful. We could stop and think for a moment. Maybe you can, and maybe something comes to mind in these brief few seconds. But all of us can probably think of a time when someone's words, like, wrecked us, right? Or we can think of a time where someone's words were really encouraging and, and build us up. Words are incredibly and even like terrifyingly powerful. In, in the book of Proverbs, there's, there's different themes. Zach and I were talking about this. There's different themes, like reoccurring ideas that keep popping back up in Proverbs. And one of those is, is words, like what you do with your mouth, your speech. Why do you think Besides the fact that words are really powerful, why do you think Solomon keeps bringing up words and, and speech and what you do with your mouth? It's important. It's important. That's a good answer, yes? What else? Dangerous. It's dangerous, absolutely. Important, dangerous, and we're terrible at it, right? I think, I think that's part of it. Like, it's dangerous, and it's, what makes it really scary is we're really prone to be terrible with our words. Anybody agree with that? Like, I think sometimes, like, I start a sentence, and I don't even, I don't know where it's going, right? Like, it just, it just, it's just part of my life, okay? <laughs> I, I did not say that O-F-F-I-C-E word. <laughs> um, <laughs> Abby. <laughs> yeah. We do stupid things like that all the time. I, I i think if we could, like, think of what is the question these Verses, we're fixing to look at what is the question they try to answer, they do answer. You could say it like in a more um, dignified way of how can I use my words in a way that honor God? Like that's a good question. But I think maybe a more honest question is how can I not be an idiot with my words? <laughs> like how can, how can I prevent like, oh my gosh, why did I say that? And Solomon gives us some tips. And I, I was sitting in my office earlier, like I was trying to, before I preach the message, kind of think about it and reflect on it for myself, what God's teaching me. And if I'm honest, I was kind of coming into the night like, it's important, it's practical. But I feel like God kind of pressed on my heart. All of, God's, all of God's word is important and practical and powerful. Absolutely, I believe that. But I think, like I, said, I was kind of treating like, ah, it's words. And God kind of put it on my heart that, not just for me, but for all of us, if, if we'll be better stewards of our words, we could change our world. <laughs> because words are powerful. And so the, the ideas we're going to look at from Proverbs that Solomon has for us are really simple, but really powerful if we'll cling to them and embrace them. So the first one we're going to look at is Proverbs chapter 10, verse, let me see it and I'll tell you, I can't remember, Proverbs 10, 19, Proverbs ten nineteen. I love hearing, love hearing your pages flip or your iPhone scroll. <laughs> Proverbs 10, 19. When words are many, transgression, sin is not lacking. <laughs> but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. Let's read it again. When words are many, transgression is not lacking. But whoever restrains his lips is prudent. So I love this. Like, when there's a lot of words coming out of your mouth, the greater the chance of what? Sin. Like, that could sound funny if you've not thought about it. Let's just think about that. The more words coming out of my mouth, which is really dangerous because I'm up here preaching and I'm talking a lot and I tend to talk fast. The more words coming out of my mouth, the more chance I'm going to say something I shouldn't, right? Hey, who can be like, yes, I can testify, I've experienced that. The more I talk, the more chance that maybe I'm going to say something prideful or hateful or um, not true or gossipy, I'm going to slander someone, the more I talk, the more chance I'm going to sin. Which, is, like, I feel like that right there is enough to ponder the rest of the evening. Like, we're not going to stop yet. But the more I talk, the more chance I'm going to sin. And he says, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. Man, I love this. I think <laughs> more than any other like, sin or temptation in my life, you know the, the whole picture? We've been watching the VeggieTales occasionally with our kids. And the other day, uh, Bob was on the, or maybe it was Larry. It doesn't matter. Anyways, like he had, anybody might grew up watching VeggieTales? I'm too old for that. We didn't have VeggieTales yet. Um, so I'm like getting to experience for the first time. Anyways, <laughs> I just realized all my illustrations are going to start being VeggieTales and not the office. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't worry. Don't worry. I was like, no. Um, anyways. But Larry had the little, like the, like, the good Larry and the bad Larry on his shoulder. I feel like when I'm talking, that happens more than in any other temptation. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you, you're having a conversation and you want to say something, and all of a sudden you're like, I don't know, but I want to say it. It's kind of juicy. Like, I don't know. Like, and he says, whoever restrains his lips is prudent. Have y'all ever felt how hard it is to restrain your mouth? You know what I'm talking about? Someone's talking, you're like, I want to say something, right? And I feel like it's mm, like right there, you're ah, trying to hold it back. And sometimes I've just like walked to a different room because I'm like, if I don't leave, I'm going to say it. And I shouldn't. He says, Whoever restrains his lips, even though it's painful and it's hard, and sometimes it's sometimes frustrating. He's like, Dad, I could roast you so hard right now, right? But you're restrained. <laughs> yes, Lord. You restrain your lips. Whoever does that is prudent. I like think of prunes. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I like prunes. They're prudent. <laughs> Sorry. My mom's always said that I'm inherently transparent. Like, if it comes across my brain, it just comes out my mouth. Right? <laughs> That's why I need this message. They're prudent. What does that mean? It, it's like an adjective would be, it's wise, but maybe a more um, specific definition of prudent here is you're acting with concern for the future. So when you restrain your lips, you want to say something, but you don't, you quit talking as much. You're actually, when you do that, you're, you're being wise, but you're actually living life, realizing there's more than just this moment. It's pretty cool, right? There's wisdom in going, I could say a lot, but I'm going to say less. I'm going to restrain all these things I could say and want to say because I care about the next day and the day after that. The more you talk, the more chance there is for sin, <clears throat> just not that you, I think it's pretty clear. But I've got my beautiful pink uh, mason jar here. It's not mine, in case you're Oh man, oh, I was already open. <laughs> Sorry. So just for picture, the more words, the more chance for sin, right? So when you get to talking, and you're just like, ah. <laughs> I'm so I want to eat these so bad. <laughs> I'm not going to right now. Maybe later. I got some in the jar, right? Actually, more than I thought. It's pretty pretty impressive, actually. <laughs> so, like, if I, if my goal was to just for the illustration to get some in the jar, I, I I did pretty good, but I also made a mess, right? Like, because there were so many pouring out, it was almost even hard like to get back. I mean, not right. Not really hard, like physically, but I mean, like they just kind of come out faster than you realize, right? So when I mean, you're when you're talking too much, when there's lots of words, it's it's like that. That you end up dumping things all over the floor that you didn't mean to, and you could say, "Well, it's not that bad." But here's the reality: if I just left these for a week or two, I just actually I just crushed one right now, or, or five seconds. Um, if I just leave them, one people are gonna crush them, and they're gonna get stuck in the floor leave their mark, or honestly, eventually, I don't know if you notice this about skills, they tend to like stain things, uh, I'm gonna leave a mark I didn't mean to, right? The same way with your words. When you just carelessly like, nah, <laughs> all these words, you're gonna say hurtful things, you're gonna say prideful things, you're gonna say things that aren't true. And the reality is, you can't just like real quick, it's not, this is where the metaphor breaks down, you can't just come back and like, oh, like, it's all good, let me just, I'm not gonna, I won't eat those later, so I'm not gonna, <laughs> um, you can't just you can't just put them back, right? If I just to be even clearer, if if I take less words, like look at that, <laughs> that was very few Skittles, <laughs> what a ripoff! <laughs> it's like ten, but the point is made, right? When there's less, I can be more accurate. When I speak less, there's less chance of me sinning and dishonoring God or hurting someone <laughs> or making much of myself, which I shouldn't do. So what's the, what's the truth here? It's speak less. <laughs> you, want to, you don't wanna be an idiot with your words, just speak less. And so for some of you like me, it really does mean, like I like to talk, you can, ask anybody that works with me, you can ask my wife, like, I like to talk, so I should just sometimes just sh- literally just shut up, like, just stop talking. Some of you, you <laughs> I feel you, bro. <laughs> Some of you, that's not your problem, but here's the reality, I'm going to make more of a mess. All of us, even if you're not a big talker, all of us, when we get emotional, what do we do? <sighs> and, we, and we just, right? And we, mm-hmm. <laughs> Because the emotion just kind of drives it out. And so maybe the application for you in speaking less is to have someone who can have your back, who when you do start to get emotional, they can go, hey, Brandon, like, you're a little hot-tempered right now. Or like, I can tell you're flustered. You, maybe just don't talk right now. That's a real thing. Think about it. Like, literally just don't talk. If you don't talk, you're not going to say anything you regret. So just, just shut up. Just don't talk. Maybe you need to memorize this proverb. I can't, it's not like wrecked my life yet, meaning it hasn't like totally transformed me by any means. But um, I, haven't, I haven't memorized it by like verbatim, but just this idea stuck in my heart for a while now. And I can't tell, it's so cool how God does this, right? It says that the Holy Spirit will bring it to mind. I'll be talking and talking and talking. And I remember the Lord saying, the more you talk, the more chances for sin. And so I'm just like, I should just be quiet. So maybe the application for you in this is just to memorize this proverb, Proverbs, Proverbs uh, 10, 19. Here's the thing, get these all my Bibles so they don't stain it, little pumpkin heads. Um, here's the thing about when you're talking fast and just like pouring out, you can't be accurate, right? We kind of established that. That leads us to our next proverb. Turn to Proverbs 12, just over a little bit. Proverbs 12, 18 is what we're gonna look at. 12, 18. There's one... Whose rash words are like sword thrust, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Let's read it one more time. There's one whose rash words are like sword thrust, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Man, it's this picture of... So someone who is rash, they're not careful with their words, it's like they're walking around, they're just slinging a sword around, right? Like, would you hang out with somebody that every time you saw them, they just had this big sword and they're like, what's up, bro? Like, You're like, dude, please, safety circles 10 feet away, right? He said, when you're careless, when you're rash with your words, that's what it's like. And you end up stabbing people and slicing people unintentionally. You, you hurt them. <laughs> so I love Proverbs because it's such a cool like, visual book, right? You can see that. You can see someone slinging around a sword. We all have friends, hopefully it's not you. We all know people or have been that person who were careless with our words. And there's like a wake of hurting people behind us because we've been careless. Fast words prevent focused words. Careless words prevent like caring words and careful words. <laughs> I want to be like someone who's just slinging their sword around. It says that the tongue of the wise brings healing. So again, you can use your words to hurt someone, to, to, to tear them down, or to encourage them to, to build them up. We're not talking about ever like calling someone out or like bringing truth into their life. We're not saying you can't do that, but if you're rash and careless, even with that, you're, you're going to hurt people. It makes me think, uh, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, there's a military saying I believe that Slow is smooth, and smooth is fast. Probably applies to lots of different military tactics and, and trainings. But even thinking about um, a firearm, a gun, if you're going try to try to load a gun real fast, and like you're, you're all frazzled and hurried, you may drop the, drop the ammo, you may not load it right, and it actually slows you down, as opposed to, I'm going to be slow and smooth, which is actually fast. Think about your words that way. Talking slower is actually smoother, and ultimately you're gonna more quickly say what you meant to say, and more quickly help the person. Slow is smooth, smooth is fast, and even you could say better. I think some of us in our words, we kind of take this approach of ready, fire, aim. (laughs) Did you catch that? Ready, fire, aim. Like, I'm just gonna say it, and then like, what what did I mean to say? (laughs) When really, we should not be like one slinging around a sword. We should say, hey, I want to be focused. So I'm going to prepare. I'm going to think about what I'm going to say. I'm going to aim for whatever my target is, what I'm trying to accomplish with these words that should be helpful and not hurtful. And I'm going to try to precisely do that. You with me? This is maybe not worth saying, but think about if, how mad would you be, like just another picture here, how mad would you be if um, at the Tech football game, if Alan Bowman, like, was running around the field with his eyes closed, just throwing the ball, <laughs> just like throwing it around, we'd all be like, stop it, right? Like, bro, be precise, be careful, because all of us as fans suffer when if you're just careless with the ball, right? When you're careless with your words and you just like kind of haphazardly run around saying things, you, you hurt people. <laughs> it, it affects them. So the, the point here is just, Again, really, really deep here, but uh, speak slow. <laughs> speak less. Speak slow. I, I think you know, like it's funny, it's, you know, your mama was right. <laughs> think before you speak. How different would your relationships look? How different would your impact for Christ look if you just talked less and even... I don't mean talk slow, like, hey, I'm from North Florida. Like, but just... <laughs> Like, think before you speak. I, it really is interesting to think how the world's perception of Christians might be different if we were more careful with our words, like the impact we would have for Christ. I love, uh, and is it John 8, the woman caught in adultery, and Jesus, if I'm remembering right, like, before some of his responses, it says he was just, like, drawing in the sand, right? And there's, there's all kinds of, you know, was he writing their names? Who knows? But even just the, the idea, like, there was... People would ask him a question, and there would be time before he responded. He wasn't just like, boom, answer, boom, answer, son of God, boom, answer, right? Like, there, was, there could be time. Or he would even ask, like, clarifying questions to them. Speak slow. Here's the thing. If, you, if you're speaking quickly all the time, so you're, like, making a mess of your words in other people's lives, and you're speaking carelessly, you're not properly reflecting the nature of God. Check out this one last Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs chapter 30. And we're going to look at uh, verses 5 and 6. Kind of a, a little bit of a turn here, but I think this is really cool. Proverbs 30, 5 and 6. It says, Every word of God proves true, he is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Don't add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Every word of God proves true. Some translations just say they're they're pure. (laughs) They're pure truth. Every single word of God. God's word, what he says, his word, he, he never just flippantly throws out words or hurtful words. They're, they're true, they're sure, they're trustworthy. You can stake your life on it. You can build your life on it. That following God's word, living according to God's word, you're going to be a healthier person. You're going to help other people come to know the love of Jesus Christ. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. So even God's word, because of his nature, God's words are a shield for you. They protect you. <laughs> you if, if you live your life by his words, they're going to protect you. It doesn't mean your life is going to be easy, but they're going to shield you from what the enemy might try to throw at you. And then the thing about, do not add to his words, let's he rebuke you. So it's kind of, he said, hey, like, don't play around. Don't add to my words. But I think, I think there's an idea of, obviously, like, you can think about scripture, but even in our conversations, if God's word is pure, it, is, it always proves true, it's always right, why would I try to add to his word Meaning, if God has spoken what we need for life to love Him and to love others correctly and to live this life, if He's spoken, why would I try to add my two cents to that? Does that make sense? Think of it this way. like When, when someone asks you a question, why give your opinion when you could like share what God says, right? It, the kind of idea of, why, if you don't know this restaurant, it's okay. Like, why would you take someone to McDonald's if you have the means to take them, like, to Los Brises or Triple J's? You with me? Or even, like, if you're like, I don't know what that is, if you're not, like, Texas Roadhouse. Like, if you can take me to Texas Roadhouse, you have the means to that, but instead you take me to McDonald's? I'm like, nah, cool, bro. <laughs> why, like, give someone our opinion and our thoughts when we could give them God's? <laughs> from, just to be clear, like, from, from Scripture. So the idea here is to speak truth. And we intentionally capitalize T because not just like, I think this is true, but speak God's word, speak his truth. Speak, you want to be wise with your words? Speak less, speak slow, and speak truth. Speak God's truth. How do you... This is a real question. How do you... Get good at that. What was it? Being the Word, yeah, absolutely. Like, if you don't ever read His Word, you're not gonna know what it says. Like, it seems like so elementary, but it's the truth. I've mentioned this lady before. There's a lady that works with my wife, Lauren. Her name's Holly Beatenbo, and. Almost any conversation you have with her, it's like she can just reference scripture and not just like a godly opinion, but she can say, yeah, like this is what the Bible says. And if you ask her, Man, how'd you get that? She's like, I just spent a lot of time with Jesus in the Bible. <laughs> like is that, it's like, I've never heard that. <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's, it's really, I'm not say it's easy, but it's that simple. Getting in the word, spending time with him. The more I hang out with my wife and talk to her, the more I cannot just quote her, but I even begin to think like she thinks, right? I'm not like I turn into a girl, but like I, I can I could answer like, yeah, I know I know what Lauren would say to that because I spend time with her. Some of you, if you're struggling, like man, I have no idea what that looks like, or where to begin. I, I honestly get that. that like it's. It's not an easy thing, just if you've not been reading scripture to dive in, or some of you maybe you've kind of done it. But you have the approach of like one day I might read a proverb, one day I may read in Ephesians. Like I'm just kind of everywhere. I want to give you a tool that I think would would help you a lot. Is not what this sermon is about, but um, there and me and my boy Rob were just talking about it. There is a resource called uh, for gals she reads truth and for guys he reads truth, um, and it's an incredible simple resource to help you get into the word. So. I think it's not a pitch for them. Like, I'm not connected in any way outside of I use it. But they have, uh, you can, I think it's for $1.99 a month. Is that right? Does that sound right, Rob? I think it's for $1.99 a month. You can get a subscription to their, uh, and you can cancel anytime, but He Reads Truth, She Reads Truth, and you can get all of their Bible studies. Um, and with each day's reading, there's a little, like, devotional along with it. Um, Do the band's coming up. Don't worry. Nothing's happening. They're about to jump me. Um, but... <laughs> I just wanna encourage it's kind of a side note there, but really I wanna encourage you, if, if you're struggling to get in the word consistently, I wanna encourage you to check out Here's Truth or Shiri's truth. There's so many amazing resources, but that's just a, a simple good one. And honestly, like if you're like, man, I just can't spend a dollar ninety nine a month, like you're just lying. That's just like right, like we you go to Starbucks and spend like five ninety nine on a latte or something, right? Like a dollar ninety nine a month, I hope you get in the word, totally worth it. Totally worth it. Last little thought I wanna I wanna give before um, David steps all over these Skittles and <laughs> we finish here in a minute. Um, to wrap them all up, I don't, I don't have this up there, but speak less, speak slow, speak truth. I want to uh, kind of picture it all this way. I think a lot of times when we think about our words, our lives are more like, or at least the way we approach it is like um, we're a water hose and we connect that water hose like on one end to maybe the junk in our heart or in our minds, and we just walk around and we see people like to picture like talking to people. We just kind of spray them with it, right? It's like whatever crap is going on in my life today, in my heart, it's like Psh, all over y'all. Y'all tracking with me? Does that make sense? Does it make sense? Kind of, yeah? Okay. Um, or maybe like we even, whatever show we've been watching, we kind of plug our water hose into that and just, it, we just tell people about It, it just comes out think, maybe a, a more biblical view of words of what it should be, is if you think of your life like a tree, and I'm kind of referencing Psalm 1 here, but a tree planted in God's word, you get your life, your sustenance, your, your intake from him, from his word, and as his word flows through you, see when a water flows through, when water, throws, excuse me, when water flows through a water hose. Does it change the water hose? No. I mean, it may like uh, you know, the water hose was like just laying there, and all of a sudden, like it starts flopping around. But really, like it doesn't change the water hose, right? Does water and the soil as it flows through a tree. The nutrients of the water, say, Does it does it change the tree? Yes. <laughs> the tree is transformed, right? And the, then the tree produces fruit. If we could see our lives and really approach our our words as, hey, I'm going to dig, I'm going to speak less, I'm going to speak slow, I'm going to speak truth by digging into God's word, planting my life in His word so that it begins to flow through me and transforms me so that I produce fruit. And then other people around me, the people I encounter, can reap the benefits of that fruit. Does that make sense? I want to do less of like just spraying people with whatever craps in my heart and say it's, instead, what's gonna, the fruit that's going to come from my life, the part that's going to come out for other people is going to be first start, starting in God's Word. It's going to transform me and then other people are going to enjoy the fruit of me being planted in God's Word. I really do think, I, I don't know every conversation we have is going to be spiritual, like if you hang out with me, actually, if you come to church, you know, not every conversation is spiritual. <laughs> um, not everything I say from the pulpit is spiritual. but Hopefully, the more we dig into God's Word and He transforms us, and we eat the fruit of each other's words, we're all gonna be transformed, right? Because here's the thing about it, if you think about the whole fruit analogy, when you eat fruit, first that tree was transformed, but then when you eat the tree's fruit, that fruit kind of transforms you, right? It gives you life, it gives you sustenance, it may make you healthier, if all you've been eating fries all day, and now you eat some fruit, like maybe it even transforms you a little bit. How different would our group look if we spoke life-giving words, we spoke capital T, truth. Speak less, speak slow, speak truth. I'm going to pray for us and we're going to sing a song about building our lives on Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. Jesus said, whoever hears his words, but ignores them. is like a person who builds their, their house on the sand. Whoever builds whoever does the words of Jesus, it's like building your house on the rock. (laughs) May our words be his words so that we build our lives on him, the cornerstone, and that other people can get off the sand and start coming and standing on the rock with us. We do that by speaking less, speaking slow, speaking truth. Y'all pray with me. God, thank you for your word and the fact that you care about practical things like what we say. <laughs> and Lord, I pray that you would just convict us of, I don't know me, I'm convicted of speaking less and speaking slow and speaking truth. And God, the students and young adults in here, I pray that you would speak to them about what they may need to change. Maybe it's getting into your word more. Maybe it's just slowing down and thinking before they speak. I don't know. But I pray you'd bring that to mind right now. And Lord, bring, bring conviction and Lord, maybe even give us, in this brief moment, give us a vision for what our lives and what our friendships and our families could look like if, if we started being more careful with our words and started speaking your words. God, we love you, and I pray that as we sing this song, you would just stir our hearts and our love for you. So your name we pray, amen. Listening to the Journey Podcast. You can learn more about The Journey by checking us out on Instagram or Facebook. Just search for at the journey LBK.